to the second purchase podcast for February. The timings and dates are slightly out, so I think moving forward we're going to have to adjust that. So bear with yeah. us while we catch up the newsletter and the podcast and recording. It's been a bit of a, an issue, but we'll get, get it sorted out. So, a uh, quick summary of the upcoming podcasts. Uh, Ewan Simpson of Pratt Brothers Electrical is going to come in next month, hopefully, to talk about the updated version of the electrical regulations, the 18th edition. Ewan is one of the lead electricians with Pratt Brothers. The, I think it's the oldest electrical firm in the UK, if I remember rightly. Very, very good firm. Uh, do outstanding work. So we've got them coming in, or Ewan coming in next time to talk about the 18th edition and how it plays into, if I remember right, something to do with the fire regs. He told me about it, but it's really Ewan's going to tell us all about it. After that, we should have Ryan Bonthrone from Core Fire Protection who's going to come in and discuss the fire regs. Now, there's a bit of a debate do we have Ryan and Ewan coming at the same time? and talk about how the electrical regs play into the fire regs and have a kind of open forum on that. We're not sure yet, but uh, stay with us. Also, a friend of mine from Bath, Yazan, spoke to him the other day. Um, he says he might come up, which means I'm going to badger him and badger him and badger him until he decides he is coming up. He's a PhD student from the University of Bath. Fantastic, won an award last year and he's going to come up hopefully we'll have a chat about waste circular economy and all things in the academia world fantastic guy so what's been going on at persis oh i should really do intros as well i've just kind of hijacked it all you just give me 30 looks i'm here with <laughs> i'm dean for persis and i'm matt from persis as well so i'm here with matt and dean um I will let him speak in a minute, I promise. Uh, right, what's been going on at Persis? Well, we've got a couple of new projects kicking off. We put a price for the Silkstream job with Barclay Homes. And I spoke to James today and I told him I'd give him a, a bit of a shout out for it. So we have been confirmed that we're the uh, demolition consultants and safety consultants for this project, which is excellent. So we'll be starting that very soon got the origin today so it's official so James thank you very much hopefully we'll get you as a guest on one of the next ones Oval Village phase two the gas holders also for Barclay Homes in the middle of London at the back of the, the Oval Cricket Ground should be starting in the next couple of weeks that's been a while and we've been working on a demolition manual for heart demolition over in Carrick Fergus in Northern Ireland, so hopefully we're going to have a look at that, give an update next month. It should be down on the ground, so we might even have some video footage for it. Um, client news. Berniac, which we spoke about last month, is progressing quite well. Uh, Graham's is almost completed first phase. And we've got another couple of things in the pipeline that we can't really discuss at the moment. Hopefully we'll get updates from our other clients. And other developments with Persis, we have a new instructor, Mick Danes from Leeds. He's, uh, no, uh, sorry, Bradford. He started with us. He's doing hot works courses, manual handling, some of the Persis CPD courses, and we should be having him uh, audited by Ian Kirk of National Demolition Training Group 
within the next few weeks and hopefully we'll get it signed off to deliver some of the NDTG courses nationwide, which would be excellent. Our offices will be done. Hopefully we can film and record the next podcasts at our, at our own office, which would be excellent. We have more online courses updated. Yeah, Zishan's been doing that for us. All CPD accredited, more and more going up every month, which is excellent. And on the training grounds, Dave Betts gave us a very interesting statistic. We have had 1,200 UCATA training certificates in 12 months. So it's 1,200 in 12 months. So it's 100 a month, 25 a week. That's five a day. Which means, Paris is part of your five a day. Actually, super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that That's, That's what you were <laughs> That's like 0.2 persons certified per hour. That's like a mile in a We can always do an MPH for that. That's excellent. <laughs> okay, right. Um, upcoming courses. CC Dual Manager course coming up in Hyde shortly. I will be the instructor. Uh, I think there's still a couple of spaces available for that. And there's other courses, but. I think we should get Dave Betts to start giving us updates because he's really the guy who runs all of that. Okay, let's move on to the newsletter. So, guys, what are we going to talk about first? What's the what's the first um, article? Well, we should probably start with... Uh... Mm. The car retailer find after work a developed occupational asthma. Okay. So this is the um, this is a, a cost issue, wasn't it? Yes. They didn't have didn't have the uh, whose article is that? That's Adels. Adels article. Oh, They're okay. using isocyanate paint. Isocyanate paint. And they have done from 2011. So I assign it's a two-part paint system, which means we have to have LEV local exhaust ventilation. Everyone's water, everyone's water based now. Well, some of the car spares still use the ISO sign it. So oh, I know, I know, I know a few of them. <laughs> well, they sprayed that on uh, Fourth Rail Bridge. Yeah. Remember the whole thing about the the job that never mm -hmm. finishes the Fourth Rail Bridge, but mm -hmm. they put this ISO sign it paint on it, which is fantastic. So it's got a ten-year guarantee. Mm -hmm. But they're going to have to shot blast it all. <coughs> They've just given themselves a long-term mm. headache. It's, it's insanity. Yeah. Um, it's going to have to come away at some point. Yeah, people are going to have to... Uh, Still goes on, though. The garage is using two-part throughout, eh? It's what they're used to, isn't it? That's, that's mm. a standard thing. We we do what we're used to doing, not, yeah. not what thing we've changed. What we used to do is what we always do. It's like the mm -hmm. monkey in the bananas thing, isn't it? Mm. It's what we do around here. <laughs> yeah, but they've been they've been fined hundred and twenty thousand pounds and ordered to pay around twenty seven hundred pounds in costs. So that's a massive, massive fine. Massive, all for using two part paint systems you know, with, without and without the correct control measures. Mm. The correct control measures were not in place. Yeah. Now we had talking about this uh, exhaust ventilation and. Um, stuff we had a discussion about this with a client Astra because we did a Hallworks risk assessment for the burning yeah and I got a call from another client who it's, it's coming up and more and more often and I think it's one of the 
definitely comes up in the, the newsletter later on on uh, welding. Yes, it's an article from Neil. Proved it causes cancer. Yeah, the mild steel welding. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a study that proved is it's carcinogenic, so it causes a uh, cancer. Yeah. And the Neil's article actually mentions that HSC have said they're going to actively come out and inspect places. So, For, well, following well, a safety alert. Yeah, one of our one of our uh, clients called me the other day about it, saying the the burners demolition company, the burners are being forced into this, and they said, "What do we do?" I said, "Well, it's it's welding regs." This burner is not welding. It's, it's very different. It's, it's opposite. Cutting. Yeah, it's cutting. So when you're stick welding or whatever, you get fumes off it, the fluxes and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. when you're cutting, it's, it's propane and oxygen. It's cutting through very... So, you do get fumes, but very mm -hmm. different. The welding regs are not the same as burning. I do it like this. It's like comparing badminton to tennis. Mm -hmm. There's a net, there's a court, there's people, there's a racket. But, but again, again, they were talking about the actual oils that these uh, mild steels that that's actually contaminated with oils and stuff, and when that's burning off, that's causing the cancerogenic. Yeah, if if it's got uh, oils contaminations, isocyanic paints, mm -hmm. galvanized lead-based paints, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, masks, if it's an APEC one filter, charcoals. Yeah, but it, it, do we then put it in the exact same regulations no. as as welding? Um, and I don't think the guidance is clear on it. It mm -hmm. doesn't say. It doesn't say uh, burnings, but it's just like anything. If you look at the asbestos regulations, mm -hmm. it doesn't say in the asbestos regulations that non-licensed work has to have um, ear monitoring done. Mm -hmm. But it's a general it's a general thing within the asbestos regs. Therefore, it doesn't explicitly say not to do it, so you have to apply it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the mindset. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say we don't do it for burning. It doesn't really say a lot about burning in it. Mm -hmm. So people are just jumping at con conclusions. So I think yeah. we need proper guidance from HSE, demolition people, whatever, to say yes or no. Or mm -hmm. actual guidance on it. I mentioned mild steel a lot, but it doesn't actually specify. What are you doing with it? Yeah. Are you welding it? Is it TIG? But burning is a different process. Yeah. And it's a different thing from from welding clean steel like a, a welder will do, with no contamination on it, mm. to a demolition guy going in and cutting through <laughs> paints or, or a scrap yeah, of oils on it. It's an entirely different thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we, I think we need to consider what the task is at hand. Yeah. Uh, the next article is the Chevron, the oil refinery. Uh, oh, that was your one, wasn't it? It was indeed, yeah. Tell us about that. There's been a, a very good document released by the HEC, uh, which you can find the link in, in the newsletter. Mm -hmm. It's an 84-page document which basically breaks down the entire the entire incident and and the background and what went wrong. So if you if you have a minute, I would say there'll be two pages you have a minute. Yeah. <laughs> to glance cl at least glance <laughs> through it. <laughs> okay. So, so what happened? Talk, talk us through it. <laughs> so on the second of June two thousand eleven, there was an explosion, a storage tank 
are the Pembroke oil refinery. Uh, it was a steel roof blew off. So just to give you an idea of how big of an explosion it was, the, the steel roof was five tons and ejected five, 55 meters. So it was a great, great force. It killed four people and heavily injured a fifth person. So Jeez. nine years after we're, we're getting the, the exact breakdown of, of what happened. That's the thing with these HSC investigations, it's a forensics investigation. Mm -hmm. They've got huge resources, it costs a lot of money, it takes time. Mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. 55 meters is some distance for, for someone at five ton for a flying through the air. Yeah. That's a, an LPG, so liquefied petroleum gas. Mm -hmm. Going back to the, the burning stuff, LPG is propane. Propane is a liquefied gas. Yeah. So if you look at the kind of works that the fad silk stream that we spoke about earlier on with the Barclay Homes, we will be working with uh, its removing of a filling station. So that's under the, the Appia Blue Book regulations for uh, fuel fuel tanks under the ground. And that, but that's just an above ground fuel tank that's been banned. Mm -hmm. So we, we'll be working exact same decommissioning level that these guys should have worked out with Chevron. It's, it's a dangerous, dangerous industry. Oval. Oval. Gas cylinders. Yeah. Exact same thing. You know, this is a, things can go wrong and they can go wrong very, very quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five tons ejected 55 meters. Yeah. That's insane. We spoke last week. Last, it's, it's, it's time flies so quickly, it seems like a week. <laughs> uh, last month we spoke about the uh, coronavirus. Look where that's lasted in a month. And we're still talking it's, about the coronavirus. It's in the UK, it's in a, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, Italy. Italy. It's 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 affecting it's affecting everything. Um, and what I, I really like is seeing seeing on the news reports, people are hoarding stuff, toilet paper, milk. It's not a snowstorm. Apocalypse. You, know, you want to hoard something? Hold soap and water and wash your hands. Get some tissues. What is going on? Panic buying panic, and stuff. Panic buying. Bread and milk, like it's never going to go off. This is, it's not a winter most <laughs> People are boy, avoiding Chinese people, like, the, 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 like everybody's got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The PPE places, places where you, can, where you can buy PPE are actually limiting people to five masks. You cannot buy more than if you're a normal person. If, you, if you're not a trades person, you can yeah. only buy five because there's they're a shortage. People are buying PPE masks. So particle filter mask for asbestos, but that's not the mask for bacteria mm -hmm. at all. The mask for bacteria is what is, uh, we, we spoke already about the, the uh, charcoal filter mask. The medical bacteria mask is a, an N95, I think it is, um, or the, the, the ABIC-1, which is charcoal. So that'll, that'll do some of it, but a particle filter does nothing. What, 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 if people want to panic buy it, at least buy the right thing. <laughs> you know, let's get on with your jobs. Yeah. Uh, so the fatality at uh, Chevron, one thing I do want to see on the newsletter, which uh, I thought was quite amusing. Industry measures to reduce workplace fatalities in the UK. This is Sean's 
statistically, what is the leading cause of fatal accidents at work? According to the uh, the the, uh, the uh, source, falls from height is at forty percent still. Struck by moving vehicles is at thirty percent, so it's still top, second top. Moving struck by moving objects sixteen percent. Contact with moving machinery fourteen percent. And then we have trapped by something collapsing, overturning is at 11%. Now, my math is 40 plus 30 is 70. 16 plus 14 is 30. 70 plus 30 is 100 plus the 11. So we've got 111% of the tallies. No wonder we are at an absolute <laughs> epidemic. <laughs> I mean, I'm no mathematician, but I'm pretty confident there's only 100% of anything. Yep. Not 111. No. Especially when it comes to statistics. That's exceptionally yeah. hazardous. That's exceptionally hazardous. That's 11% more hazardous than anybody expected. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think, hopefully when Yazin comes up, because he's a PhD, we can have a chat with him. Like, can you check the workings? Um, if Neil was here, that would have been perfect. It's like spinal tap, it goes up to 11. <laughs> it, goes, it goes up to 11. It's, it's, it's one kind more dangerous. Just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody should check the numbers before they, they publish it. What, what gets me is we've put it in our newsletter saying, this is the source, this is what the figures are at the moment. <laughs> they might be skewed. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. So the office is just about done. Of, office, office, almost done. <laughs> office is almost done. It's been a been a while. Yeah, we should mention as well, there might be some filming done once the office is. Yes. Once the office is done, so. I think we need to take a day for that. Instead of just like a, a couple hours for the podcast, if we're filming, by the time we get the makeup done, get dressed. Guy liner on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I should also mention to like and subscribe our, our podcast and pass it on to whoever, whoever you think would find it useful. And as before, any questions that come up, fire them in, as long as it's not too, uh, too urgent. If it's urgent, obviously phone is away, but if it's something that you want discussed, please send us a, 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 an email or a link or, or whatever, and we'll have a conversation about it. Yeah, we can get you on. Yeah, we can maybe do a, like a LinkedIn live kind of stream so people can can throw uh questions questions comments uh, mm -hmm. as the show as the show goes on i thought that was as the show <laughs> you, you can uh we're still recording yeah okay. so so we can talk about something else because i wanted to talk about that uh, the red diesel yeah i was just mm. yeah. yeah the red diesel was um the government is removing the relaxation on red diesel. I think it's 47 pence a litre or something like that. And the government's decided they're going to remove that. So there's an incentive to... Uh, sorry, so the company's industries are incentivized to move away from fossil fuels. So farmers, long-distance lorry drivers, you're going to have a combine harvester running on electric. So at the minute... If they take that incentive away, everything's going to increase. 
Yeah. Because you're not going to immediately move to electric. Mm. There's no, that, electric. Uh, all these things take time. That's, development. I wonder how, how that's going to go ahead. You know how it went in, in France when they've put the fuel prices up. Yeah, we're not the French. We're not going to just set fire at sheep yeah. and go on rampage for the next 12 months in the middle of Paris. We could do it in the middle of Paris. Yeah. But, but we don't live in Paris, so we won't be much of a I think... I think if they do that, though, everything's going to increase in price. Uh -huh. Absolutely mm -hmm. everything. Yep. Yeah. All the goods that are delivered by HGV, are they going to force it to go on the rail? Is that going to overcrowd the rail? I, I, I can't see it working. Uh -huh. And I think it's just going to push everything up. And, and if the, the um, economy is not doing great at the minute with the coronavirus and all this other stuff, uh, I, I can't see it being... A great thing, according to some other sources, that's an indication it's going to push the UK into recession. Uh, I know this is a really different topic from the health and safety one, but I think <laughs> it's important because almost all our clients run red diesel for their, their equipment yep. from farms to construction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I think it's going to directly even even the, the hotels that we have, their deliveries. Mm. Deliveries are going to, okay, it's not red diesel, but it's going to run on diesel. So Fisherman. Fishy, yeah. That's There's a domino effect yeah, of, of, there go, coronavirus, for example, which some people argue put a fly B out of, out of business because the sales have dropped by 50%, which meant they just had to shut down. Well, coronavirus directly affected the stock market. So because of the factories in China and Asia, so oil prices dropped, which means fuel at the pumping stations should should go down or are going down, so, um, which means that red diesel, white diesel is going to be the same price. And so coronavirus has dropped the oil price, which all the markets are all dropping. They're on the brink of dropping anyway. Currency. Currency's moved, and then you've got Phi B now going out, which means there's less less... Um, oils uh, being consumed, mm -hmm. which is going to affect oil markets. So everything—it's a massive knock-on effect. Yeah. Less competition to other airlines, for example. So they might put the prices up. It's unlikely they'll put the prices down because one of their rivals have went out of business. So it's a buyer's market, isn't it? Supply yeah. and demand. There's less supply. Demand hasn't changed. Yeah. Thomas Cook. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thomas Cook's gone. It's, it's, it's all important. All important stuff, maybe not health and safety, but I think it's important for the, for the